Hi everyone, it's Mr. Lazlo here with the second episode of Season 2 of the TA Podcast, which according to this week's special guest, Mr. Hargrove, stands for Team Awesome Podcast. This week we're going to talk about what Mr. Hargrove is up to, a little bit about the NBA, who would win in a fight between Karl Marx and Batman, and what Winston is reading. Let's go to the music. You are now listening to the TA Podcast. The official podcast of Strathmore High School. Again, it's me, Mr. Laszlo, hosting the TA podcast because none of the actual hosts can be here because of COVID-19 and all of the pandemic awesomeness that's going on. So uh, let me introduce our guest, Mr. Hargrove. Mr. Hargrove, how's it going? It's great. Uh, glad to be here. I'm, I, I did this for the people. I, I, I really felt like... Social distancing wasn't going to keep me back from from hitting the airwaves and making some vocal vocal noise. Well, and just in case any of you wonderful viewers are wondering, we actually are following social distancing rules. Uh, the cords on these microphones are at least two meters long, and there's two of them, so we're actually four to six meters away from each other. And I'm not even 100% that's sure that that's Daryl Hargrove over there on the end of the table. He is wearing a toucan side, so I can't really tell if that's him or just some random criminal who broke into my house. It's because I choose to be this far away from you, and I would be this far away from you regularly if it was my choice. What? I shower once a week, whether I need it or not. It chills. It chills. So we are bringing the second episode of season two to our loyal TA podcast listeners like uh, shout out Paige McEachern who's listening all the time number one fan hopefully I pronounced her last name right I'm not 100% sure that I did but that's how I've always said it for the last couple years that I've taught her so hey Paige if that's how you pronounce your last name then I'm awesome I guess I'm pretty awesome what have you been up to lately Mr. Hargrove well besides prepping materials uh, for my classes like we all have uh, I've been trying to pump out exercise videos and tutorials for uh, not just the kids, but the locals um, to use and stay active. Trying to look out after everybody since we're all stuck at home and probably pulling out our own hair and things like that as we uh, go through this isolation. But So the pandemic isn't worse enough for you. You have to make it even worse for everybody by trying to make them work out at home. <laughs> No, it's only a struggle for you. That's all. It's uh, no, it's it's uh, we're. I think we're learning all sorts of different ways to keep ourselves busy uh, and and ways to keep ourselves entertained. Uh, for me, naturally, that's reading the classics, uh, solving extracurricular math problems, uh, just really strengthening my brain. And it's already so massive and intelligent. It's really tough to really cram more information into it but I'm trying luckily with these free nights that I have no longer coaching basketball on so I'm able to do a lot more learning how about you Mr. Hargrove um I have been building the puzzles uh I've also been reading more uh again trying to get out I've been using my stationary bike a ton um and yeah just trying to catch up on any shows I've been missing uh I, I think Netflix is probably seeing a higher volume of viewers than ever before, but yeah. So, so far in your pandemic time, you've admitted to working out, trying to convince other people to work out, built puzzles, and 
rode a stationary bike in your house. Why are we friends again? <laughs> those sound like terrible things. I wouldn't want to do any of those things. Together, we're team awesome. That's just, you know, you got to have a little bit of yin, a little bit of yang. That's, that's how this goes. That's a lot of yang and yang. I don't really know what that saying means. Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some of the best memes you've seen from COVID nineteen. Uh, in case you guys don't know, Mr. Hargrove is basically addicted to his phone, scrolling through pages and pages of memes, finding them. And since I'm old and don't have time to do any of that kind of stuff, I don't really know any of the memes. So he's going to tell me all about them. I don't know anything about them. First off, I am not addicted. I get these sent to me, or I stumble upon them when I do find time. Uh, my cell phone screen time is still low, uh, even though one of the best memes that I saw was, okay, Apple, uh, we need to postpone screen time, <laughs> uh, for the next little bit. Those reports are getting ridiculous. And that is funny because I'm sure everyone's regular eight hours a day has now shot up to 14, but, uh, yeah, that one's pretty funny. I, uh, I don't even know what a screen time function is. I actually don't really even go on my phone ever. I try to live in the real world. So when it says like screen time reports, what's that referring to? Uh, you get a weekly report on Sunday from, yeah, or whatever day you choose, I guess, uh, from Apple on how much time you spent on that particular screen on average for the day or for the entire week. Uh, and it just gives you some indication on how much time you're wasting looking at the same thing over and over again you know i i think since tiktok came out it's probably gone up even more but so what's your what's your weekly screen time report say mine is usually around an hour and a half a day which is and that has gone up to almost two hours a day a day holy cow that's like 14 hours a week yeah think of all that time you could be working out doing extra workouts extra push-ups you can be as buff as i am well oddly enough most of my screen time comes from posting my videos and working on them so uh that's where i get most of mine what's your excuse um my excuse for our loyal listeners as they would know as an expert video editor i actually have to video edit in really heavy weights for mr hargo because he's actually not strong enough to lift any of the really heavy ones like he kind of hangs around the two to four pound so i do a little bit of video editing some photoshop skills make him look tough make him look buff i'm a uh, i'm a pretty charitable guy like that so charitable so charitable what uh what else have you seen okay well i was I saw this one today that literally made me laugh. Uh, let our dog out for the first time to play in a few days and it lost its bleep. But this dog is spinning in circles on a trampoline, literally going crazy because it's so excited to be outside. He's actually showing me the meme right now and it is true. Everything he's saying, the dog is just spinning around from this window. But there appears to be somebody on the trampoline, which means they're probably not following social distancing guidelines. They are not two meters apart. Uh, well, it was released before that dogs can't actually contract COVID-19. Mm, that was probably made by scientists who are friendly to dogs. And as most people know, I am not very friendly to dogs. And I suspect dogs are the reason we even have COVID-19. Well, that's a great speculation, but I highly doubt that's real. What else you seen? Uh... The year is 2075. Grandma, why are you sitting outside? Me, there was a time that this was illegal. (laughs) 
Did you say, Grandma, why are you sitting outside? Yeah. Can I see it? Do you have it open on your phone? It says the year 2075. That one's actually pretty funny. <laughs> I think that one's all right. And I actually seen a, I seen a really funny meme of athletes doing really ridiculous things, like Trey Young practicing weird shots in his house and Matisse Teibel practicing weird shots. So I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, which naturally you probably do. If you don't, at Mr. Laszlo, I'm incredibly popular. I'm basically a celebrity. I have more followers than I have people I'm following. So I might be the biggest celebrity in town. But uh, I, I put up a video of myself shooting a basketball with a hockey stick into a small child-sized hoop over my son with a backhanded stick because I'm actually a lefty and I shot it with my right hand. And uh, my wife can attest to it that I actually made that shot First time in front of the camera. Right, Carly? Nice and loud for the microphone? Sadly, yes, you did. If you didn't hear that, she said, sadly, yes, that I did. He's holding Actually, her I wasn't that will. About He's it. holding her against her will. She's lying. Fear. It's all fear. She wasn't that sad about it. She was cheering. She made me the greatest supper ever. She was never been prouder. My son was proud of me, too. Any other good, interesting memes that you could show me? Uh, let me just look here. There's so many to choose from. There's just, I think a lot of people have a lot of time on their hands right now. Uh, oh, it's I sad, like this really. one. I finished Netflix today. I also thought that is quite funny considering how much content is on and probably how much people are watching. That that might actually be a sad reality in the near future for somebody. What, uh, what have you been watching on Netflix lately, Mr. Hargrove? Uh, I succumb to the pressure of what was a lot of comments and everything. I started the Tiger King and my God, that show is really, <laughs> that is something else. It is. There are some characters on that. I, nothing makes me feel better about where we live than watching stuff like that. What's the, uh, what's the premise of the show? I haven't seen it. Uh, well, there is a ongoing feud between several people that run and operate exotic cat parks. Uh, one, Self-proclaimed like tiger tiny king. tiny little cute cats? No, no. We're talking full-blown lions, tigers, leopards, cougars, panthers. You name it. They got it all. Uh, they're feuding. One lady is like an animal rights. Uh, tries to save the big cats from being in, in these cages and from being used for breeding props and, and selling uh, kittens and stuff. Like tiger kittens. Um, How much does a tiger kitten go for? Uh, according to that show, about five grand. So that's it. That's it. <laughs> to buy it. a tiger, five thousand dollars. I mean, you watch certain things and you wonder how these guys get tigers in their backyard, and now you know that a tiger actually costs less than some people's first car. So, uh, wow. Yeah, but anyways, they're just arguing over the rights of the animals and who gets to operate and who doesn't. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of conspiracy and just uh, a lot of terrible outfits and um bad hairstyle choices hmm. what uh what would you rate it like out of 10 so far well i would probably rate it like a five and a half out of ten i i'm interested enough to see it out look to see the whole show through and, and find out what happens but uh I will never visit any one of these parks. This doesn't make me any more interested in exotic animals or going to frequent or buy any one of these like types of animals. It doesn't invoke any feeling like that. 
It's pretty crazy how people can just buy massive human-eating-sized animals in the world, and I think that that's probably something that maybe shouldn't happen. Uh, like, I didn't even know it was a possibility until I watched this. I didn't even know how accessible it was. There's more tigers in America than there is in Africa. That's insane. Reminds me of that time I went on that deep dive about monkey attacks and chimpanzees because that I'd read of that guy on the internet who had talked about saying that he could beat up a gorilla when in reality he could not. And then I went on that really bad deep dive. Remember that when I was telling you guys? I do remember this. I do remember this story. Do not go on to a deep dive about chimpanzee attacks in America. You'll find out some things about chimpanzee attacks you never wanted to know. Yeah, they can bite your fingers off. They can bite a lot more than your fingers (laughs) off. From what I read. A lot more. A whole foot? (laughs) Something that might even be more important than your foot to some people. Your writing hand. And signing hand. What else have you been watching on Netflix? Just Tiger shows? Uh, Well, that's all I've been watching in terms of TV shows. Been re-watching all of the uh, Marvel movies. Um in chronological order. So that's been really fun too. In case you guys didn't know that about Mr. Hargrove, he is a gigantic comic book nerd. Oh, massive. It's not really much of a secret if anyone's ever (laughs) been to my house or has seen any of my tattoos. It's not really a secret. Except most of his tattoos are DC comics and everybody knows that DC is super lame. Uh, No. Batman is superior to all. I don't... I remember one time having a pretty interesting conversation with my social studies class in which we kind of did a little critique of Batman. And and from a Marxist point of view, or maybe a communist point of view, the idea of some wealthy billionaire flying around the city dispensing justice against the poor and the people who are trying to make their way in this world, it's just something that really seems to be quite anti... Like, I think Karl Marx would probably hate Batman. I think Batman would be the number one guy that they were like, hey, let's get some pitchforks and kill the capitalists i think batman would be the number one guy well karl marx would sadly have his clavicle broken by batman as he's hanging in the Batcave and wondering why he made such a terrible choice to go against such a powerful man and as everybody knows karl marx would not be alone he would have all of the workers with him he would say workers of the world unite let's go destroy this capitalist fat cat capitalist pig who's <laughs> going around the city and beating up the poor and impoverished as a way of protecting his own wealth. They don't know that Batman's rich. Well, I I think you only have to look at the Batmobile and he's probably got a few coin to him, right? But what if he stole that too? Then he's not a hero anymore? No. He's, he's liberating the, the people Wealthy. that deserve it. I'm Batman, and I'm here to beat up the poor and force them back to their low-paying factory jobs. Do you like how deep my voice is? Everything is dark in Gotham. It never, the sun never shines in Gotham. You can't have it both ways here. I think the red sun would shine. The communist red sun. Oh, it's shining. (laughs) It's shining in there real bright. Uh, Karl Marx would not last three days in Gotham City. Karl Marx has a gigantic beard. He would be totally fine. And he basically grew up being continually spied on by the German secret police. So that guy knows how to handle himself. Yeah, Karl Marx had a beard. And can we just talk about your neck beard for one second here? And just 
Like my dad always used to make a joke that I had a face for radio, but I am like looking at this neck beard and I'm thinking this is the beard of radio. No one needs to see this. No just one wants this. This is just, this is just like you have given up. I have not given up. I have decided that I will not cut my hair or shave until we are back teaching. And if that means that I have a massive, huge beard, then that's what it means. I happen to think it looks pretty cool. Carly happens to think it makes me look dashing and handsome, which she already thinks anyway. Her face just grimaced super hard. She does not like this. I'm telling you. I think it's growing in nice and thick. I think Mr. Hardgrove is a little intimidated by it. Not everybody can grow a beard like this. That's this nice. Anybody can work out, but not anybody can grow a beautiful beard like this. I can grow a beard. I don't want the the neared that's going on over here, but it grows in and then it fills out and it becomes one. It just needs a couple more weeks. Like, can we have a little confidence? Can I have some time to grow it out, please? You better make Karl Marx proud, because, my God, right now this is a travesty. Karl Marx would be proud. Not saying that I have socialist tendencies, all of you social studies students who continually accuse me of being a Marxist. I am not a Marxist. I am a rampant capitalist. Liar. Uh, moving on away from political affiliations uh, what are we going to talk about how about NBA players what uh, what do you think who's your favorite NBA player Mr. Hargrove well I thought maybe we could break it down by era by era yeah so if we're talking like classics like short short classic NBA who is your number one my favorite, like, are you mean in like 60s era or? Yeah, let's go 60s to 80s. Who's your number one? I don't even. Uh, Bill Russell. I watched an interview with him once. I thought he looked pretty cool. Probably. Yours is probably Will Chamberlain because Will yeah, Chamberlain's Will actually in the Volleyball Hall of Fame and the Basketball Hall of Fame. That's how, that's how easy volleyball is. You can quit the NBA and then go and make the Volleyball <laughs> Hall of Fame and your retirement. No, that's how awesome volleyball is. Even the guys that played in the NBA want to finish their career playing volleyball. I don't, to be honest, I don't even know if I could name an NBA player from the 70s. Kareem, I think, isn't that everybody's favorite NBA player from the 70s? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Will Chamberlain, he's still playing in the 70s. Yeah. Bill Russell's still playing in the 70s. Yeah, you're killing it, getting more rings. I actually read a really interesting interview about Bill Russell. And Bill Russell was so sick of the racism in Boston. When he retired, he basically moved away and wouldn't even come back for them to retire his jersey. Until, like, in the 2000s, when they opened up their new gym. Or, like, the late 90s, whenever that was, they opened up a new arena. And that's when they finally, he finally, after getting like basically begged by all the players left from his era to come back, they retired his jersey because he wouldn't come back. He hated Boston that much. He said it was a hockey town. Well, it kind of is. The Bruins are basically the biggest deal besides the Patriots, which <laughs> I can't wait to see them be terrible. Do you think Mr. Hins is still going to be a Patriots fan next year? Uh, well, if he doesn't have a Tom Brady Buccaneers jersey next year, <laughs> then he probably will still be a Patriots fan. What are the what's the over under on Mr. Hins already owning a Buccaneers Tom Brady jersey? Five to one. Five to one. Yeah, I'd probably take those odds. I think that that's probably pretty reasonable. Okay, eighties, nineteen eighties. Who's your favorite NBA player? Ooh, well, I mean, naturally, the goat. Greatest of all time. Larry Bird? (laughs) Michael Jordan. Magic Johnson. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's still playing in the 80s. Well, 
Hey, Michael, young Michael. Michael Jordan, eh? Okay, 90s? 90s is my boy. Half man, half amazing. Michael Jordan still? Air Canada, Vince Carter. Vince Carter wasn't even good until the 2000s. You, you are way out of your early. mind. Way too early. Wasn't he, what year was he drafted in? 97? 98? He's still my favorite player of all time, I think. Vince Carter, Vince Nasty, Vince Sanity. The man of so many names because of how glorious every dunk he put in the basket was. Vince Carter was drafted in... 1998. So you're saying you would take Vince Carter's two years in the 90s over Michael Jordan's six championship rings. Yep. Vince Carter wasn't even that good. He never even won a championship. Just because he's old and still playing doesn't necessarily mean that you're great. He is the only player to play in all these different decades. That's awesome. He... Four different decades. The 90s, the 2000s, 2010s, and 2020 now. Okay, let's look up his stats here. He really only played like a season and a half in the 90s. His third season was 2000, 2001. So it would have been 99, 2000, and then 98, 99. Okay, I'll split the difference then. Like Michael Jordan wasn't even really that good in the 80s. No, but he's still the greatest of all time. Okay, so we'll split the difference. I'll take Michael Jordan in the 90s for all the, all the ring years, and then I'll take Vince Carter from then on out. What about Shaq? You're an Orlando Magic fan. Yeah, but he wasn't. He never stuck around. If he would have stuck around, man, I think the Magic could have been a dynasty. You heard it here first, folks. There's still one Orlando Magic fan in the world. It's Mr. Hargrove. It's me. I love the Magic. I, I can't tell you why exactly, but from a very young age, I loved Penny Hardaway, and I loved watching the Magic play. Uh, I don't know. I thought they had it that one year against the Lakers, but Meta World Peace hit that just ugly ugly shot i knew that they didn't have it it's the magic they're never gonna win the championship Dwight howard was dominant that year okay your turn 90s to be honest i didn't even really watch that much basketball in the 90s i wasn't even that big of a basketball fan if i had to watch like old tape now i'd probably say Shaq. i i thought that he was pretty impressive for like a big guy like, Michael Jordan's all right, but I think he kind of soured himself in his last couple of years when he's kind of just shown up and been, like, just a grumpy old man, especially at the dunk contest when people are doing way better dunks than he ever did. And uh, and he's giving them, like, way worse scores than he ever got. Uh, he kind of soured himself for me. I, I one time read a book uh, about the Dream Team, and it had lots of really interesting stuff about Charles Barkley. I never really watched him play that much, but if I had to pick a personality, I think Charles Barkley was probably one of the funniest guys. Still is. Yeah, he still is pretty funny. Like, I remember uh, they were talking about when they when they played the Olympics in Barcelona, and, uh, and Charles Barkley used to sneak out. They had a whole entire hotel just for the Dream Team, where they were all locked up with their families, and, and none of them really left except for Charles Barkley. He would, like, sneak out the back door of the hotel and just, like, go party with the people. And, uh, and I remember reading a story in this book about him uh, just walking down the street, shaking people's hands, and one guy asked him, do you want to ride my motorcycle? And Charles Barkley up to that point in his life had said he'd never ridden a motorcycle before. So he's in Spain for the Olympics, one of the best players on the best team ever, and he just decides that he's going to just gun it 
down this super busy street on a motorcycle for the first time. And I thought that that was pretty cool. Chuck is pretty, pretty hilarious. Him and Shaq always have the best banter uh, <laughs> on NBA primetime. It's, that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He also has the best <laughs> golf swing ever. It's so bad. I've never actually seen it, so I'll have to take your word for it. I don't. I try to not watch a lot of golf. Well, I don't Are like watching. I don't watch golf. I just had this conversation with Mr. Gorski. I said I'd rather watch paint dry than watch the golf. What did he say? He says there's nothing better on television than watching the Masters. Oh, that sounds terrible. Okay, two thousands. That's what I mean. I'll, I will go with, with Vince for the 2000s because the, those are the best Raptor years. Those are the dunk competition years. That's like the honey dip and the under, the, through the legs. Uh, what about Steve Nash? Oh, I've got to love Captain Canada. You've got to show love for Steve Nash, but Vince Carter's my man. That's, there's just no other way about it. Vince Carter, the guy who said that he would no longer dunk for his last season in Toronto because he wanted to get traded, so he decided he wasn't going to dunk anymore. Watch the Carter effect on Netflix. Watch it. You will understand way more about what was going on at that point. I refuse to watch anything about Vince Carter. I just wish that uh, they would have kept T-Mac around because I also think Toronto could have did a little bit more damage with both of those guys around too. T-Mac was pretty awesome. I'm going to have to go with Steve Nash, obviously. Steve Nash is incredible. One of the best shooters in the game. One of the best passers in the game. Wasn't exactly the fastest guy in the game. Somebody really I kind of aspire to, despite my lightning quick first step. Uh, I think we have similar passing instincts. I, I think uh, you have selfless thunder and lightning mixed up here. Your thunderous first like step? The thunder that, that like the crowd as they applaud and roar and like sounds like thunder because they're so impressed with my incredible play. I didn't realize that Carly was so loud when she came to cheer you on. Yeah, she uh, she is pretty well. And Winston, he gets pretty loud too. He's uh, he loves basketball. He loves to come and cheer it on. He sure loves to shoop. <laughs> That's what he says. Instead of saying shoot, he says shoop. We think it's pretty awesome around here. Uh, we got a little basketball hoop set up for him. He loves dunking. He loves shooting. Actually, lately he's just started letting me shoot mostly, and he just rebounds for me and seems to take even more fun out of that. Uh, it's he's a good thing after too. me. It's a good thing, too, because I hit so many baskets that uh, we need pretty good solid rebounding all the time because they just swish after swish. They don't really come back to a guy. Well, you hit the basket. It doesn't really go in. That's why there's all these rebounds. But, I I mean, I'm very proud of you for hitting the basket, at least. It's all about the sound the hoop makes, and it makes a swish sound. Speaking of Winston, maybe we should go into our our last segment here, What Winston's Reading. Uh, We debuted, or I debuted, this segment last week. On the first episode of season two uh, and I'm just gonna pick a book that Winston's kind of obsessed with as I've said before he loves reading he loves basketball uh, he loves riding around on tractors uh, he's kind of the perfect Strathmore kid uh, this this week the book I've picked is called Fox in Socks it's a Dr. Seuss book I don't know if you've read it before but I'm gonna I'm gonna read the cover it's got a little uh a little section on the front page Uh, i think it's meant to act as a bit of a warning for first-time readers but uh but here it goes and then we're gonna have see if mr hargrove can read a little bit of it uh as fast as he can 
This is a book you read aloud to find out just how smart your tongue is. The first time you read it, don't go fast. This fox is a tricky fox. He'll try to get your tongue in trouble. So despite the advice of Dr. Seuss, we're actually going to make Mr. Hargrove read the book as fast as he can. Just going. to give you a little bit of the premise. Hey, uh, don't even open those pages, Hargrove. No cheating. Uh, this this book is about a, uh, a, as it says on the front, a, a tricky fox who uh, who tries to trick his friend Knox, which, I, to be honest, I don't really know why you'd want to be friends with somebody who tries to get you to say things that are incredibly hard really fast all the time. I certainly probably wouldn't be friends with this fox. Uh, but that's kind of the premise of the book, is it's just a bunch of tongue twisters over and over, trying to say them as fast as you possibly can. So to be honest, I'm surprised this hasn't become more of a thing like a fox and socks challenge because it is incredibly difficult. I've been training for months to get good at it. I'd like to say I'm probably one of the faster fox and socks readers I know. But uh, but let's see how Mr. Hargrove can handle fox and socks. So let's, uh, let's not go super fast the first time. We'll give you a little bit of a warm up and then we'll try it the second time. But I'm just going to pick the start of the book. Go ahead. Fox, socks, box, knocks. Knocks in box, fox in socks. Knocks on fox in socks in box. Socks on knocks and knocks in box. Fox and socks on box on knocks. Chicks with bricks come, chicks with blocks come, chicks with bricks and blocks and clocks come. Look, sir, look, sir, Mr. Knox, sir. Let's do tricks with bricks and blocks, sir. Let's do tricks, chicks and clocks, sir. I already messed up. First error. First error. It's, uh, it's actually, let's do tricks with chicks and clocks, sir. That would be the, uh, the proper line. Um, you want me to try? Can I see how fast I can read it? Yeah, I feel like this is a setup to watch you put on a clinic here, but sure, let's go for it. Okay, here's a good one. Here's an easy game to play. Here's an easy thing to say. New socks, two socks, who socks, who socks, who sews, who socks, who sews, who socks, who sees, who sews, who's new socks, or you see, who sews, who's new socks, or that's not easy, Mr. Fox, sir. <laughs> I think you screwed up, but I really appreciate how He is fast incorrect. He is incorrect. No, definitely. All right, Mr. Hargrove, let's see. I'll give you some of the actual hard stuff. Like, you're still going pretty slow. I don't let's, think I uh, am. Let's try turn to page 36 as right. fast as you can. Bim comes, Ben comes, Ben booms, broom. Hey, you ruined already. Ben start over. Bim broom. No, start over. Ben, uh, no. <laughs> ben, Ben's, Bim's broom. Bim, Ben's, Ben's broom. Bim, Ben's, Ben's, Ben's. Ben's bent broom bricks. Bim, bent brooms bricks. Ben's band, Bim's band, big bands, pig bands, Bim and Ben laid bands and brooms, big bands, bands, he has and made band many, booms. many, big many, band, many band, big band, broom hand. My poor mouth can't say that. No, sir. My poor mouth is much too slow, sir. Well, then bring your mouth this way and I'll find it something it can say. All right. Last one. Okay. Page 47. Right. That's what separates the men from the boys. Try to say this, Mr. Knox, please, through three cheese trees, three flea fleas flew, while these fleas flew, freezy bleeze blue, freezy breeze made these trees freeze, freezy trees made these trees, cheese freeze, that's what made these flea fleas sneeze. Close-ish, close-ish, but this is what it's supposed to sound like. I thought I did a pretty good job. Try to say this, Mr. Knox, please. 
Through three cheese trees, three free fleas flew. While these fleas flew, freezy breeze blew. Freezy breeze made these three th- trees freeze. Freezy trees made these trees cheese freeze. That's what made these three free fleas sneeze. Wow, that was pretty good. That's pretty impressive, I, I would say. Um, so nice that you've been practicing for the last three months. Yeah, I, uh, I've read this book probably like three times a day for two and a half months straight. It's, uh, it's for sure recommended. If, if you're into Dr. Seuss books and you're into a bit of a challenge, I'd recommend trying to read Fox and Socks by Dr. Seuss. That's, uh, that's what wins reading this week. So if you're looking for something interesting to read, how about that, Mr. Hargrove, got anything else? What else are you doing? Hargrove Hobbies, what are you doing? Yeah, I'd like to introduce you to the new segment, Hargrove's Hobbies, uh, where we discuss things that you can do, uh, not just any time, but really you can get into now that we're uh, all quarantined and isolated at home. Do these hobbies have anything to do with working out? Because technically, I don't think that's a hobby. Well, it is technically a hobby, and everyone would know that one out of the gate. But uh, other things I like to do uh, is draw. Also, there's lots of adult coloring books, or just like so you can graduate from the little kids. Uh, connect the dots books, but there are adult coloring books. Uh, I have so I have a Game of Thrones one and a tattoo one, and I also have this sweet collection of uh, Jordan one through twenty three retros that you can actually color and make your own designs, and those are pretty sweet. Coloring books, eh? Yeah, I'm sure. I remember when coloring was really fun. I I really was into it in like grade three and grade four. I thought that coloring was just just the best. I my mom had got me this new this new pencil crayons. They were the Laurentian brand, and I thought that those were pretty nice. Like not quite the Crayola brand. Like those were the 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 top of the uh, the top of the mountain when it came to pencil crayons. But my Laurentian pencil crayons, I could color. I was starting to get coordinated enough. I could stay in the lines. I was really into coloring, like in grade three and grade four. Well, I, I know your mom said that you gave up, and and this isn't an activity you would like to continue because you used to cry about how hard it was to stay in the lines, but. I, you know, I really feel like we've come a long way, Matt, and, and you could really hone your new skills and, and enjoy the relaxing time uh, of coloring in pattern and in color and, and all that fun stuff. Actually, Carly just bought Wynn a coloring book. He's, oh, good. It's yeah, good training for months. you. You can build your skills back up. This is a perfect well, opportunity. I wouldn't want to steal coloring from him. I know that you're probably eyeing up those coloring books right now, but just please, well, I'm just glad they're my says, sons. It says ages zero to six. I'm just excited that there's something ready here for your level. Mm, if you're into coloring or you're into drawing, those are some hobbies for you. Make sure to not steal the coloring books from the little kids that are trying to get them at chapters. But if you're really into it, that's uh, that's Hargrove's recommendation for Hargrove's hobbies. Coloring. Drawing. Anything else? Well, I think I'll save some more for next time. Well, that's the uh, the second episode of Season 2 of the TA Podcast. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming. I thought it was good. I had a great time. And thanks for making me have uh, a hard time reading Fox and Socks. I really enjoyed that. Probably not just Fox and Socks for you, right? Like a hard time reading generally overall? or No, no, I'm not hooked on phonics. I, <laughs> I went Just children's books are hard. Yeah, just uh, these ones. All right, well, that's okay. And uh, that wraps it up. 
Have a wonderful week. And uh, if you haven't rated us on iTunes or you haven't rated us on Spotify or whatever you're using, take a couple minutes, give us a rating, and we'll talk to you next time 